Warning, the host of this podcast has a penchant for the pontification of puns and an altruistically alienating affection for alliteration. If you suffer a weak constitution or get annoyed easily, you may want to seek prior medical advice or avoid this particularly perplexing pod podcast as the host is unbalanced as a washer full of shoes. Salutations, stoners. Welcome to another installment of the Chronic Insomnia Podcast. Your dose of dope jackpot here, bringing you another story from the industry, from all sides. I'm here with Brett Puffinbarger. I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. So, Brett, thank you for being on the show. Uh, let the people know who you are and uh, what you do. Uh, so, right now, I am the Director of Digital Marketing and Sales Integration for a company called Vanguard Scientific. Uh, but I'll actually be leaving there in the next couple of weeks and founding my own company. Um, the shortest answer is uh, I've been in the cannabis space about five years. Before that, I was a Harley salesman. And before that, I was, was in the Marine Corps. So, uh, you know, I, I bring a, a slightly different approach to the cannabis space than I think a lot of people do. Um, I, I'm a big fan of using my little tagline, bridging the gap from bong to boardroom, because I think everybody knows there's a whole lot of chads that have come into the industry and ruined it. But then on the other side of that, there's a whole lot of legacy players that just haven't quite figured out that this is a consumer packaged good. Right. So I think, you know, the the truth of the industry moving forward is going to be somewhere kind of in the middle. I, I agree, and that's it's one of the reasons what I what I wanted to talk about, and and I think it's it definitely does have something to do with the military aspect. Like, what was your what was your MOS? Uh, so I was an MP, but I never actually got to do any of the cool like cop stuff. Uh, never once wore a badge. Never once got to do like, hey, come in the gate. Never got to drive a cool car with uh, right. cop lights. None of the cool stuff. Uh, I got sent straight to Iraq a couple of times, um, doing like a machine gunner type deal, uh, route security and EOD security. So I definitely did not get any of the stateside experience of the military. That's that's definitely interesting. I can I can relate. I was a I was O three fifty two, so I was a tow gunner. Went to Iraq. Of course, they don't have tanks, so you don't need anti tanks. So <laughs> yeah, we'll go I to patrol the streets with a machine gun. Like I, like we did pit teams, like police transition because they were breaking everything down. So like we taught them how to patrol and shit like that. So I could definitely relate to the whole going in for one thing and not doing it at all, yet still doing something. You know. Yeah, they they figure out what they want you to do real right. fast. No, yeah, yeah. we did uh, we did pit teams, we did mitt teams, uh, we did a lot of EOG security and, and mm-hmm. babysitting of people with real job skills because they figured anybody with a machine gun was good enough, CB, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. They're, it's like you know how to shoot a gun you can shoot a machine gun like it's the same basic fucking science right, here you point go. over there you'll figure right. the fuck out man like you'll look get out it. for that van you know um so so definitely it is and it, it's refreshing and i think at this point in the industry the way everything's going between the culture and the black market and the the legal market and all this i think it, it we somebody just needs to say all right this is what we did this is what we have to do. Shut the fuck up. Like it's like, yes, some of us broke the law. Yes. Some of us, you know, lied or cheated. Yes. Some of us are working for, for a noble cause, but you know what? Like, this is what it is now. Obviously for the last 50 years, people have been lying about it because it doesn't fucking kill you. Like pen caps kill more people every year than fucking cannabis. I've My never seen anybody eat a baby, you know? Yeah. My favorite baby powder. Baby powder kills 11 people a fucking year. Right. It is more like this, the most harmless substance. The thing we spray on our, <laughs> infant, the infant like, their most sensitive people. parts yeah right <laughs> bingo i think so, it goes both ways though you know what i mean it, like it does. Uh, even for the crowd that's like cool whatever like I, I think the industry side of it we've seen i hate to get super like meta with it but like we're a boom economy we're not mm-hmm. that fucking different from you know the dot-com boom the gold rush before yeah, that yeah, everybody yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody yeah. Is, you know what i like 
we've attracted a certain level or a certain kind of people into the industry mm-hmm. that for lack of a better term are kind of ruining it and they're oh, ruining definitely. it for all of the people who built it you know what i mean like we're mm-hmm. an industry built on advocacy and created through activism by a bunch of crazy stoners when nobody collective cooperatives yeah. and then all of the sudden it became everybody has to have an mba and now we're talking like these advanced economic models and it's just not true you know what i mean like the stuff they've built like uh, i said this on a podcast the other day a lot of chads whatever you know derogatory term we want to use for people with you use that like i'm gonna love your terminology this is gonna be fun so like (laughs) there's a whole lot of them and we all know who they are and i'm not saying all of them are bad there are plenty of need in the cannabis space Mm -hmm. for business acumen for advanced scientific understanding for lawyers for accountants for real estate guys like sure by yeah. all means. But on the other side of that, we have a whole bunch of these people who have come in and they built an industry just trying to mimic another industry. And I think everybody's exactly. seen like the movie The Big Short or something when there's mm-hmm. like a few select people who are part of the group, but are going like, hey, we're fucking up. I feel yeah. like I'm kind of in that chunk of my life right now where I'm sitting here looking back and going, guys, we all saw the bubble popping in 2018, yet you guys all kept raising money. And now you're all out your ass to every investor on the planet. And you see it kind of going across the industry. There's all these people going, well, capital dried up in cannabis. No, the fuck it didn't. Capital got smart in cannabis and they got tired of the, you know, the chads, the real estate brokers, the mm-hmm. the specific group of bad actors that have the, the trending market, you know, yeah. Right. And they all kind of take this same bullshit approach of like, oh, it's weed. It'll sell itself. Right. Really, guys? The, no like it doesn't alone. matter where it comes from. You can just buy, you know, you can you can buy the, the most for the least and put it on the shelves or you can just extract. Oh, we can extract. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, there can be like 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 the food service industry. You can have a certain amount of rat feces and still sell the food. No, like I don't want a certain amount of fucking mites or bug carcasses or botrytis, you know, in my just because you zero. extract it out. You're like, with the answer. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They called it trash to cash in the early 2000s. That's what mm-hmm. they called it on the West Coast. It was trash to cash. We'll grow whatever the fuck we want. It doesn't matter if it's moldy, nasty, low THC, bad genetics. Cool. Blast that shit with butane and figure it out. Put it in a cartridge, slap a pretty brand on it, mm-hmm. and call it a day. That's all going away. You know what I mean? Right. Like We are no longer in that fucking market where it's just... Well, could I have the highest THC indica you got? Like, no, man. Like, the average cannabis patient now knows the word terpene. Exactly. <gasps> they ask for analytics. Like, they want the numbers. And, then, and not just the numbers on the strain. Like, they want batch numbers. You know, like, they want to know when this was harvested because they have access to that. A- absolutely. And I think they deserve it. Like, oh, yeah. If, if we want to call it just, like, a flat bottom line, A, we've got news reports coming out every day of XYZ testing lab was funded by the the same fund that created the cannabis company was funded by the same company that funded the data firm. Mm -hmm. So like the same few core group of investors created data firms to fake a market, to then raise money on companies who then created testing companies to Mm -hmm. fake their way through beat. Like it's ludicrous. Well, that's, that's ridiculous. And, and that's, but that's not the industry. That's not the movement. That's a few individuals and that's states. That's the government because there's no national regulation. There's no organization saying this is where you have to go for testing. There's no organization saying this is how you advertise. This is how you regulate, you know? So that's, I and think that's, no that's coming. Of our own. Uh, yeah. They're- and I think like we, we have to admit, Hey, you know, 
yes, like with, with the carts and the stuff in the beginning and all of that, it served a purpose. It was fucked up, but it served a purpose. And we've learned in, in and out of the industry in both sides, however you've done it or however, you know, whatever your experience is, sometimes you have to break the law. Sometimes you have to lie. Sometimes you have to embellish, you know, it's you, the first one's free type deal. Like, and that's, that's, we, we did it, you know, like just own the fuck up to it. We've pushed our way through. This is where we're at now. Like we've had to fight dirty because they've been fighting dirty. Like everything that has been, ever been said on a main scale used as, as you know, uh, precedence or evidence or backing up or legitimacy of a claim has all been basically bullshit about it over the last, you know, 40 years. For sure. So, yeah, we've had to, we'd have, we've had to fudge some details. We'd, we'd, we've had to do what we've had to do to, to, you know, to give something that will literally cure cancer to the fucking people. Yep, the very few select group have figured out how to set it up to be the ones who profit off of it. It's kind of mm-hmm. a weird, broken system where you you almost have to go along with it, and then you right. can kind of eventually sit back. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of at that point where I think we're at a place with mainstream acceptance mm-hmm. where we don't have to accept bullshit in either direction. Right. We don't have to accept the legacy market like lack of quality, and we don't have to accept the corporate cannabis. Mm-hmm. bullshit either we don't have to accept forced vertical integration we don't have to accept fudge testing results we don't have to accept you know this race to the bottom mm-hmm. on price you know what i mean like right. what the hell is that why why is it every state is pushing to the bottom it's like you guys do realize you're all racing to zero right mm-hmm. like yeah it's and that's what it's like here like because i just left florida a couple of months ago, I think I just got here in October, but I was, I was at Fluent. Like I saw that you had worked there. You probably, you left right before I got there in 2018. So like so, right after they went from Knox into Fluent, like I was when right, I got right on that. there, I think there were 11 employees mm-hmm. and yeah. it was like me from Harley Davidson, a guy from Disney and a real estate agent basically making it up as we went and going right. like, okay, this is how, and I'll be real Frank. And I haven't said this a whole lot publicly, but like, I left that company because they were a compliance nightmare. And when I left, seven of us left at the same time. Seven of us, seven people in one day all went, hey, what's, and it wasn't just like in retail. It wasn't just the cultivators. It wasn't just the extract. It was people from every chunk of this massive vertical giant in the making Mm -hmm. going, yo, that's wrong. And it was because it was a consortium. It was because it was that vertical integration. I know the last six months that I was there, because there was a mass exodus from like 2019 to, to 2020, where it was every other week, every few weeks, four or five people are just gone. They've either been dropped or they've left or, you know, for whatever reason, because the last six months, the CEO stepped down, the CFO stepped down. We got, we lost these investors. So we got new investors, but it was like investors from Europe or from South America or from Canada. So it's every week we've got somebody else coming in, dropping, you know, they drop the most money. So they make the rules that week. So it's like, we're doing this thing one week and this is how we're doing production. This is how we're doing labeling. And then some dude with a fucking cravat comes in and everything fucking, no, we got to do it different. But in Florida, be the way it is like you want, we we wanted to change, you know, a a letter in the, in the name or the color of the fucking lettering had to go through the entire process again, like, like reapplying for the labeling. I feel like people outside of Florida don't realize how terrible Florida is for everyone. Like for everyone, yeah. for, for patients, for advocates, for small businesses, for people inside of the big businesses, mm-hmm. fuck for the people running the big businesses. Most of them are cashing in 
but it sucks. It was made that way. I mean, like, like I call him Governor Moby, but Rick Scott designed the program because initially in what, 2014, it just, it just failed with 57% because democracy is 60, 40. So just because you didn't get like, you got 57% of the vote. No. So he, he retooled the entire system like he did the unemployment system. So it is purposefully made to drive a wedge between the business, the patient, the consumer, the, the state. It, it, it it's made i mean like you you know the system it's like almost a hundred thousand dollars to get a license but that's not even it you have to apply to get a chance at an opportunity to get looked at for a review yeah. to get an opportunity to you get your license a hundred g's have five grand in the bank find a, a nursery that's been around for 20 years or something here's the five different zoning thing. laws yeah find you know this that and the other the application process looks like a freaking doctoral thesis whereas you can go to oklahoma and it's a page like yeah. literally it's six There's one boxes. dispensary for every 60 56 yeah. patients in the state like i mean that <laughs> could be its own bad thing maybe in yeah. the end and it, but at least they gave the opportunity right at least it's not you know, what what was it the first three years of florida we had four fucking licenses we're not, yeah like year, we're not, we had eight now we yeah. have what, 11 300,000 patients 11 companies actually putting out product right Question. And some of them are like some of them are, are one location, and they just, they don't even you know they don't even cover the full state. And there's some of the better ones, like one plant, some of the best flour that I've gotten in the state, and they've got a 50 mile radius in Central Florida. You know, even even they are their own whatever you want to call it shit show of weirdness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they've gone through executive changes, they've gone through naming conventions, they've switched products out. Mm-hmm. Like it's. I don't know it's because yeah. I think at this point now we need, and I was, I was at that emerge conference <laughs> and they were talking about basically one of the topics was like, was, was national nomenclature. Like, what do we call this and this? And, you know, on just like a, you know, a national scale to, to get everything unified. And I think that's where we all need to focus next. Like, yes, there's products and there's the innovation. Like there will always be innovation. There will always be new products. We're always going to discover new cannabinoids and new terpenes and their uses and all this shit. But I think now that, you know, there's what, like four or five States that don't have something in the books. Everything Basically, else does yeah. like it's it, it passed through the house or it's you know it's it's coming up again in 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 Congress and shit. So I think now we need to talk about not not waiting like yes advertising and the marketing and that stuff radio and and all that we can talk about after everything is done. But now that they're talking about you know the legalization the decriminalization you know taking off the schedule we need to start talking about how are we going to run this shit on a national level because a lot of the big companies are going to do really good because they're going to liquidate the majority of their facilities. Because they're not going to need to have a lab and a cultivation facility and a processing facility and a distribution facility all in the same state. They're going to need a couple of distribution facilities and franchise everything else out. They're going to be able to liquidize millions of dollars of real estate and equipment and set everything up like a national multi, you know. Traditional consumer and uh, what is it? Consumer and producer state economics. Exactly. Holy shit. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's mm-hmm. let's call it like it is. The right. best pot's grown in the Green Triangle. We all know it is. It's going to continue to be grown there, and it can continue mm-hmm. to be grown there at massive scale. We also know that East Coast cities consume more than anybody else. The economics are already there. over there, dude. Yeah, right? <laughs> like... <laughs> The economics are already there in the black market. And it mm-hmm. looks like if you if you really want to like get real spicy with it and you step back and you look at the current models that the largest cannabis companies have set up, they're all acting as if it's not coming. Right. Except for maybe Tilray slash Afria and their merger. But that to me looks like, you know, death throws to try to save and, and cut money, not mm-hmm. survive or, or, you know, plan for the future. 
And it's not like it's a quiet thing. I mean, this stuff is talked about, especially now with social media, anything that ever happens is out there everywhere. So like if you follow it, you you see the mistakes, the history, the you know, what's coming, what's been happening, things like that. So it's not like it's not like it's new territory. And I mean, like it fought through so much pushback to get where it is today. I mean, like just just learn from your mistakes or look back. Or, or let the people who know what they're doing fucking do it. I love, you know, with the last prisoner project and all this stuff and, and you know, the, the longest, longest prisoner just got released in Florida. Cause of course everything is in, everything, yeah, everything, everything shitty and negative in Florida. <laughs> oh God. I'm so glad to be. Yeah. All right. Um, so, so that's, you know, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of positivity and a lot of recognition of kind of, but there's no out and out saying, all right, we fucked up. You know, it was a mistake ever, you know, like they're letting people go or they're expunging records. And, you know, that, that's great. But I think there just needs to kind of be like a conference or just something at some point where it's just kind of like an address saying, yes, there have been rumors or lies or fabrication or something. A, a mistake has been made, you know, and we recognize that even if we're not taking direct blame, it has been made. And we recognize that. Let's move forward from there, because then we can all be like, fuck, let's just go. All right. Let's just get this shit done with. Yeah, man. <laughs> I wish. I, I feel like we're in, a, in one of those things where uh, the government will never tell us that they did wrong and right. they'll never actually make up for it, but they'll do a whole lot of posturing to act like they did. I mean, you know, like you never actually get the answer you want, but you're still going to fucking ask for it because you know you'll get everything else around that that you need. Yeah, right. Like you'll give me enough <laughs> to know the answer. You'll right. be like, I know you know, and I'm fine with it. You know, uh, you know. So what um, what have you seen recently, like the as far as, you know, because uh, a lot of yours is, is marketing yep. and, and things like that. So what have you seen from that level, from like a, a, a legislation straight to, you know, to the to the, the, the dispensaries, you know, the, the companies, the state in Florida? I know Florida is a little different the way everything is, is run. But in your opinion, how how do you see everything the way it's going now, especially with the pandemic and things like that? So I think we've had an interesting opportunity as an, an industry to gain momentum. Like I just saw a recent study where they said 40% of people who would have been heavy drinkers throughout the pandemic have chosen to start becoming cannabis users right. during that time. Legally or illegally, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. It's, it's yes. still people are choosing pot over drinking. Right. And that's, that's, that's the core that's value. Dope, right. Yeah. The other Literally. side of that though, is that people are choosing pot in a different way than the company selling it think they are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right so like we have all of these brands coming out with all of these things that they think people care about but it's it's almost like they're just pitching it out into the wind and hoping for it right like i've never met anybody that actually uses a suppository uh who i mean i mean i'm sure in, in like in, in florida it's a lot it's a lot bigger Maybe but it's, it's not you're probably right though yeah i don't, I don't know um, anybody i have i've like, heard stories i've, I've right <laughs> well, well yeah um, like I, I, I know that Florida's big with with move and them. They've they've got the inhalers, and that's a huge thing. But like, that's not a thing out here. Yo, I'm a fan of that. I'll be like, I'll be real, real awesome. with the world. The move, like, uh, like asthma inhaler style inhalers, are the greatest thing to ever happen. It's the greatest thing that ever happened to Disney World in the history of my existence. <laughs> like. Yes. straight up man because mm -hmm. like nobody's Disney, gonna fucking say that nobody's well, like, gonna be like hey dude what the fuck is that inhaler bingo Disney's <laughs> borderline disney's borderline nazi germany as far as getting things in and sneaking things through especially in the era of covid i just went for the first time since it's covid so happened and like cavity searches so right close. yeah like it's borderline <laughs> they see just one wrong sneeze and there you go 
they see an inhaler and don't think twice. And right. those inhalers are not weak. You know what I no, mean? No, like, they're not. They're, they're basically on point with like a distillate pin it's, as far as like it's immediate like aerosol return. RSO, yeah. Bro, it's hard. And you can just like <laughs> anywhere you want. And nobody says anything. They're like, oh, he has asthma. Like, yeah. Hey, I don't give a shit yet. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> asthma, man. You know? <laughs> Bro, I think to me that is a an underutilized under marketed neat intake method mm-hmm. they're like fuck yeah bro anywhere you <laughs> can take the, that that's 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 the wonder the like the great thing about cannabis is yes like i i smoke because i like to get high it just also happens to have amazing medicinal benefits you know and then there are people the other way around they're like you know i smoke because i need this or i want this and yeah i like to get high sometimes and that's the perfect thing with the inhaler because yes, it fills the need of, you know, I'm going to go to this fucking soul sucking institution of cookie cut cotton candy bullshit. And I, you know, I, I want to, you know, I don't want to vape because that shit's everywhere and everybody's looking for that stuff now. So yeah, like that, that, that covers the, the stoner's needs. And then it's got the patient needs because my, my ex-wife had massive asthma. She also had endometriosis and a lot of other things. So like the tinctures were great, but we got her that inhaler and that opened up a whole new world of, you know, of, of medication for her well there's like and there's a big market for it if you're a medical user there are two different kinds of products quick acting short time span so that you know your vape pins your inhalers that's for like right the fuck now Mm -hmm. i'm having a panic attack i'm having an asthma attack the seizures some shit that's happening right now i need it fixed right now Mm -hmm. and then you have the other side like the chronic pains and things that's the edibles the tinctures the The regular treatments take a little bit longer to hit but they last a lot longer. And I think those kind of, you know, like you kind of touched on it, those can be used in a recreational sense. Like you could use them to get around Disney security (laughs) or they could be a legitimate medical need. And I think a lot of people probably don't even realize that. Like they still think, you know, like they know vape pen and bowl. Mm -hmm. There's like, a million other ways to intake this stuff. Suppositories, lotions, patches. Not that the patch gets you stoned, but like, it you definitely know. works for what it needs, like for what it needs, you know, what you need it for. Um, and yeah, like there's, and then that's the, the wonderful thing I, I tell everybody. It's the similar differences and the different similarities. Like I was, I was teaching somebody how to do, um, you know, how to make butter. And I'm like, if you want to then take this and you want to put like an RSO or you, you do, you take your extraction and you put it in coconut oil, not only can you use that as an edible, but now that becomes a topical. You know, it's the exact same I've got thing. Big jars of it. I use my already been vaped, so I have like a volcano for my smoking. Like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. especially COVID safe. So if you have exactly. a friend or two over, you each get your own bag. Yeah, okay. I'm a fan. The volcano has been the best. But I use all the already been vaped, the leftover shit that you can't use anymore, and I make right. top topicals out of that with a little bit of coconut oil. Mash it up, bro. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, it's zero waste. Things, like, it's like it's 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 meant to be consumed in some way. Like our brains are hardwired to receive it, and the plan itself, no matter where you're at, no matter who you are, your climate, your your atmosphere, your time, indoors, outdoors. Like I've seen people have successful fucking harvests in a hollowed out computer tower. You know, like it's it's gonna grow, and we're gonna consume it. You know, like so why not just open up to? I mean, even with like the concentrates and the dabs and shit that we have now, like. There's shatter and batter and butter and sugar and resin and rosin and hash. And there's a, a million different kinds of hash. Like I just had a, a, a guest on the other show, the Frenchie cannoli. We learned about like, you know, the, the, the hash that he's doing and all his shit. Like there's so many things to, that you can that you can do with this. And I think a lot of it is it's it's that dying, that dying, you know, the, the dying breath of of the adversary because all they had was propaganda. All they had was the word. So they had to use ignorance and they had to use, you know, 
the, 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 the spoken word and, and use this, this whole just big, massive story about everything. So that's, that's the, our last fight is, is to get people to, to know like this is this and, and it's also this and you can do this and it's not just one high feeling. Like if you dab something or you smoke something, it's completely different and it does a different effect, you know, not just on your brain, but on your There's body. There's a lot of fucking science going down in the weed world. There always mm-hmm. has been like, right. I, I, I always think of like the Dennis, Dennis Leary skit where he's like, all you got to do is get high and then you'll become a carpenter. Like I'm driving a bong on wheels. Like, <laughs> you know, like, and you can go all the way back to like, uh, you know, everybody's poked holes in a Coke can and made a bowl. Like, or everybody's made an apple or, you know, right. something like that. Like we're seeing everybody's MacGyver smokered something. Yeah. We're seeing that now with like real fucking scientists and like and real funding and like money behind yeah. it. And, like, you know, like let's give some really smart stoners a couple of months and a laboratory and see what they come out with. And right. people are consistently innovating. Like, you know, we've gone from the butane era to the ethanol era of extraction to now we're going into like crazy co-solvents, flash chromatography, like wild, like crazy scientific shit where you're like, stoners know those words? Bro, not only do stoners know those words, stoners are killing it. Right. And it's, it's that thing. It's, it's because it's, you know, it's, and that's, that's what it was because for so many years, stoner was a bad thing. For so many years, like they're just sitting on the couch or those stupid thoughts or the philosophical impossibilities. Be like, no, look at, look at Star Trek, the original series, Gene Roddenberry, his communicator inspired the fucking cell phone. You know, like that was just one of those out there thoughts. And now that everything is like, oh, well, this thing is legitimate and it has a value and a purpose. So why don't we, you know, listen? And that's what it is. It's the same crazy philosophical couch, you know, couch locked stoner thoughts that we've been thinking for years that everybody has been thinking that has pushed the innovation, you know, to like, oh, shit, dude, I can't smoke here. But, oh, I don't want to, you know, let's let's put some dryer sheets into a fucking paper towel tube and breathe into that, you know, so we don't get caught. You know, it's it's that innovation. But now we have, you know, we don't have to hide it the mainstream has been affected by stoner culture for longer than they'd like to admit mm-hmm. you. Are you telling me half of the ideas that we see on the home shopping network that make millions, wasn't some stoned entrepreneur on a weekend away with the family. And he went, oh, Holy shit. Are you I'm telling me a bejeweled duck? Bro, like real talk. Like Elon, <laughs> Elon Musk smokes. You don't think Mark Zuckerberg had a couple of his eyes are permanently solid. bloodshot. Like, like look at him. He looks like a shaved field mouse stoned out of his mind. Bingo. Just saying. <laughs> Stoners are doing big stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's 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 one of those things that like, and, and that's what it is. It's because somebody somewhere at some point said it was bad. And the longer, and it's it's not necessarily right or wrong. It's about who barks the loudest. I mean, you you know what it is. You, you run into it. You have this this tiny, unassuming motherfucker who just knife hands and cuts your soul in half and his fucking veins popping out of his neck, screaming and yelling and barking. And you do what the fuck you're told. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. This guy fits in your pocket. And he can still whoop your ass seven ways from Sunday. Right. Yeah, I'll pack a lunch. I will whoop your ass <laughs> all day. Like, I'm going to lose fucking boots. I'm going to have to go to fucking supply. Get more boots I'm going to lose in your fucking ass. You know, like, and it's it's one of those things. So it, it, it doesn't matter. You know, it's and especially nowadays, it's not what you're selling. It's how you sell it. You know, because you can go anywhere and get it. So why why get it from here or why do this? And 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 it's the way it is with the land. Like, and it's and unfortunately, we have to literally let that old worldview die out. There are a few people left who are still preaching that at a you know at a, at a larger scale, and we just literally have to wait for them to die out. 
I mean, point. we're watching it die out as we go, not just from people dying off, but like individual successful stoners are changing people's minds mm-hmm. every fucking day. Right. Like, here's a really interesting one. Uh, I have a family member who is a regular smoker and also a legal medical patient, totally non-functional human being. I, on the other hand, wake up every day at like six o'clock. I'm like hyper functional human being, right. constantly stoned, like a high hundred, functioning, a hundred percent of the time. If mm-hmm. anyone in the last five years has met me, I was, I was stoned. Like <laughs> I was rather stoned. Right. And it's I mean, like, if you can do it, yes. I catch another family member saying things about you know lazy stoners and this and that and the other and then he'll always look at me and say but not you i don't mean i don't mean stoners like you and and i i have to remind him i'm like lazy people exist with or without weed everywhere very productive people exist with or without weed and i could personally probably argue that i am more functional stoned than not I don't know if that's like a veteran thing or if that's I, I think, a, a me thing. I, I like, think it may be, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like if you can if you can, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things if and it's 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 like the the mindset, you know, expect hope for the best, expect the worst. You know, but it's that mindset because you have experienced the worst. Because at any moment, like you know that shit can just flip upside down, and it can be the, the the craziest whatever, and you've got to get through it, no matter what it is, no matter what if it's if it's in country, it's in the rear, like if, if it's just somebody coming and busting in fucking Thursday night on a field day, flipping your like literally flipping your shit over, you know, or it's it's you know you, you take I think those things shit. make us as veterans better prepared for the cannabis industry, more appreciative as of a life. Whole. Yeah, well, I think it's specifically for cannabis too so like i have this whole theory where i think the chaos of combat translates to the chaos of cannabis very well and i like alliteration if you can't tell Uh, but like i I have a theory on that you know what i mean and and i'll be that contrarian of the veteran cannabis community i'm real over our peers going up and crying on stage i'm real over the the sob stories the i was on this many medications it's changed Mm -hmm. my life shut up we get it like, like, it, I'm, like, it, I'm, it like I'm, I'm with you, bro. Me too. Like I was on nine, right. I'm on zero now. Like cool high five. Keep it fucking moving. I'd much rather talk about the successes we're all having in this space at every level. Because right. I know veterans that are everything from a trimmer to a CEO and every fucking spot in between. And one day, this is my personal life goal, is to take one or two other veterans, throw us in a van, and drive around the country interviewing other veterans at every level. Talk to me, Trimmer. Talk to me, Coast Guard veteran that's a CFO. Talk to me, Marine Corps veteran that's a CEO. Come here, Army guy that's, you know, a processing engineer now. Come here. I would, I want to- Corman that's now, you know, physician, you know, or, or medical talk- doctor to us in a totally different light not yeah. about not about how it's changing our life as a as a plant i think we all got that part down. right yeah like, like and i'm i'm not against it but i'm adamantly and, and very viciously aware of the fact that we are one of the little 
pieces of the puzzle that mm-hmm. they're putting out front on purpose for legalization. It's like and origin I, stories. We're, we're yeah. done with origin stories. Like I want to see them fight crime. Like I'm fucking done with knowing how they got there. Let's team the fuck up and, and let's, yeah, let's, let's go fight some fucking evil. Like, yeah. If we as an industry are going to play the legalize it for veterans, they deserve it. Cause nobody can talk. We're shit in phase on two now. Hard. Yeah. We're in phase two. How about you talk about the fact that not making it legal is keeping food out of those veterans mountains. How about exactly. we talk about the fact that we have veterans who, yeah, we need it for medicine, but we're also killing it as an industry. And if you really want to not the hurt companies veterans, that owned. support us, right. help us run businesses, help us do these things. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, to me, I, I, it's just one of those things where like, I think we are uniquely suited as a, a, a subclass of citizen to succeed in all of the additional bullshit the cannabis industry has. Well, it's because it's this whole industry doesn't really have a broad structure. And you can take any veteran from any branch in any year and put them all in a room together. And by the end of the day, they're all going to be fucking in step. You know, like yeah, we we'll physically or not, like you know, like like you've seen it. Like if you, you you get back with some of your guys or whatever, met them or not, like you guys are walking down the street within five to ten steps. You guys are on the same fucking foot. You You've know, already and it's assessed the way it is. A hierarchy. Everybody right. knows which role you fill in the group. Everybody's assessed their purpose, and there is no more need for like feather fluffing or any of that. It's just right. like there's already a set of rules and a set of structures so that we can do our jobs. Like that's why they drill that shit into your head, and that's why they call it that is so you can get the the physical movements, the stuff in between the thought out of the fucking way, and just do what you're supposed to do and go on. But I I think uh, <clears throat> totally. Oh, no, because I would had a, a few guys from my unit on some of my earlier episodes and we were talking. And honestly, if because the the federal government and the military just let active duty members use CBD like that's a thing now. Mm-hmm. So imagine if the VA, this this autonomous voluntold organization that is totally understaffed and underfunded. Imagine if the VA started using some of the homeless veterans or the veterans that it's got in the facilities that it has. They start growing cannabis. They start growing hemp, not even not even cannabis, just 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 hemp CBD. Mm-hmm. That replaces that replaces medicines that replaces, you know, like now you've got building structures, you've got jobs, you've got food, you've got like with with hemp alone, the VA could become a totally self-sustaining organization just within using the problems that it has. There are already building blocks. concepts for that, too. Like there are two organizations that I can think of off the top of my head that are literally live in rehabilitation center type situations for veterans where they put them to work on a hemp Mm -hmm. farm and they teach them how to do it as a business means, you know what I mean? Like run by a veteran, come live amongst other veterans in hemp made tiny houses and grow hemp to build a sustainable. Right. There are proof of those. Those things are happening Mm -hmm. on a small scale. These guys could be doing it tomorrow. Right. And then within the year, totally self-sustaining and, and autonomous from from any sort of organization that, that inflicts rules upon something without giving any sort of support. Yeah. Yeah. And all you have to do is let veterans go free. We'll build a structure. Right? Just leave us yeah. alone for a little bit. And that's the one thing that I found is, is fairly difficult. Like, everybody's like, what do you want to do? What's the specific? What are you focusing on? Like, I don't fucking care. Just give me a job and I'll do it. Like I'll do more from whatever from within side, but adapt and overcome, you know, like I hear that in my head all the time. Like, I don't fucking care what you want me to do. I'll do it. And then I'll do what I want to do. While you know, like once, once I've got your shit done, I'm going to do what I want to do. But like, it, it's the, the, what the job is doesn't necessarily matter. 
it's you know just doing the job like it's got to get done i'm gonna fucking do it anyway yeah, it's a willingness to put in the work it's a right. willingness to adapt to anything mm-hmm. at any point because like especially for marines it's like you know we're all trained for desert but we're also having to be amphibious but we also have to worry about jungle or we also have to do it's like this is this is normal for me that i right? have to yeah. about four different things at once doing five different mi- okay cool sounds like tuesday right I'm like hurry up and wait i'll be there 15 minutes early don't worry about it <laughs> right like i'll be in the zoom meeting before you even get here no worries. right like sometimes i find myself just sitting there just like sketching on stuff checking the angles you know I'm just, yeah it's, it's turning it's on a light different. and turning it off for lighting i'm like oh, yeah, just, right getting the blinds just right yeah so what's uh what's what's the one thing that while you know that you've you've seen um that just irks the shit out of you just kind of like on a day-to-day basis like not not large scale, just just in, in in your area of the industry, in the marketing, in you know working with you know legislation and and on the board and things like that. Like, what's the one thing that you're just like fucking stop? To be honest, I, I think the thing that bothers me the most are the people who talk like no one can see what's happening in the background. I think there are a lot of advocacy organizations that carry a lot of good name. Mm-hmm. That if you actually looked at what they're doing, not what they say they're doing, it's not the same. I think right. the same thing applies for a lot of these multi-state operators. I think a lot of it applies for a large chunk of what is or is not you know, corporate cannabis. It's a mm-hmm. whole lot of, if you only read the headlines, you think they're doing these grand, amazing things. But if you actually listened to the, to the, to the subtext or you dug into the details a little bit, you go wait a minute here. Right. Like I'm not going to name any specific names, but there's a certain Florida operator whose CEO is all over MSNBC, CNN, the Motley Fool. You know, they get press coverage as the greatest stock buy of the century, blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. Like, but that same CEO's spouse is up on FBI charges for corruption. That same company has had allegations that their original application was faulty. That Mm -hmm. same company has illegally hired influencer marketers and been in massive hot water for it. That same company. And so like, and I think that goes a lot of the ways. It's the same thing with like ballot initiatives. You can see it. There will be two or three ballot initiatives to try to quote unquote legalize in a given state. Mm -hmm. And the one that's always backed by the corporate guys sounds good but it's actually just a blocker initiative to prevent a good one. Oh, that blatant fucking one. Yeah. Yeah. Like milk was the worst goddamn thing I had ever heard in my, like that was so, I would like to, to this day debate John Morgan over his tweet about growing at home anyways. Cause to me, that was the most blatant disregard for legal advice I've ever seen. No, I got (laughs) no. So like, but that kind of goes for all of it, you have right. national advocacy organizations who team up with educational institutions to charge for advocacy mm-hmm. certificates. I think, That's gross. I think a lot of it is because, like, they then fall back on the justification. Oh, well, you know, the black market and this and this has been legal. Yeah, be like we got, we understand that. That's that's what happened. Whatever we were illegal because we were illegal for whatever fucking reasons. But that doesn't mean that now we're trying to legitimize ourselves that you guys can continue to do the shitty fucking practices. Like there's there's been a few places here that I've just had to fucking stop dealing with the guys because 
it's like, well, he's like, I've been doing this for 30, 40 years. But like, yeah, dude, you've been selling fucking zips on your couch for however long. Like, that's not what this shit is anymore. Like, it's not some backroom like deal. Package goods, man. Yeah, like, like you're just a fucking drug dealer. Like, that's all you are. Like, that's not what, you know, what we're trying to do. So a lot of it, especially at that grand level, they're like, oh, you guys are just fucking drug dealers. And what, what does it matter? It's like, no, like, at least be an established organization like the rest of them for a couple of decades before you come out with these crazy fucking scandals. I mean, like, let's, let's actually be, you know, like legal everywhere before you start doing these massive fucking, you know, insane industrial or whatever bullshit fucking, it's just like baby steps, like, like walk before you can be federally indicted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah. I think that that's another one that irritates me. If I had to pick a second one, it is the lack of clear language mm-hmm. on a lot of things. Decriminalization, descheduling, legalization are not the same thing. No, no. It's, Those yeah. are not interchangeable. Broad spectrum and full spectrum, not interchangeable. THC free, THC compliant, THC remediated, not the same fucking thing. Right. Yet a lot of these, and there's probably a list of like 15 more mm-hmm. that you could come up with. People use them like they mean the same stuff. And that right. irritates the bejeebus out of me. That that level is everywhere. Like I've been in, I've been working, you know, behind the counter at different places and people are like, hey man, you got any dabs? Be like, no, but you can do a dab. I've got shatter that you can dab. You know, so that's like a Q-tip and a, you know, a Kleenex thing. It's, it's people are using that one word gets because me there's too. so much. Yeah. There is no shatter in Florida. Shatter no. is created with butane. Florida mm-hmm. has no butane. You have pull and snap that you're selling a shatter. Be adults. Call it what it is. I called out right. the CEO of True Leave once what? for selling RSO. You cannot make RSO with the currently legal extraction methods in Florida. How are you making <laughs> this? RSO is one of those subjects that, like, no matter where you're going to go, no matter where you go, you're going to have problems. Like, in Washington, as long as it's been, or in California, as long as it's been, now, it, you know, they, they've got the standards and practices and everything is done the way it's done. But now it's like, should we give this away? Should we charge? I know places that are advocating, you know, for like here, we've got Penny RSO, but then here you've got the problem with, it's a single purge. So RSO, you get about 90, like you can do, you can get about 97, 94, 95%, you know, with, with a, a full purge, then a second purge, some water, you know, you, you clear everything off. Here it's like forty percent, fifty-seven percent, and like you open you 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 open the container, and the the little push at the end of the syringe has, has popped open because the alcohol that's still in there hasn't been purged and it's created pressure and popped the thing off. You know, like I've seen forty-seven percent RSO in a syringe here, and I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Take an extra hour, lower the heat. You know, yes, you're you're gonna lose thirty percent of your product, but you get sixty grams off of a pound of flour. But of, the of a margins. decent RSO, and it's 97%. That's what they'll say. They'll say, but the margins. We need yeah, so instead of selling it for fucking $20, you can sell it for $40, $50, and you, you know, you've got another 50% on, on your, on your, you know, you teach, not There's to mention the turf level and shit. People take some time. It's right? medicine. There's a there's definitely a, a big boom. So on the other side of that, though, like what's the what's the one thing that, that you just it's like a sparkle in your mind. It's it's what every now and then it keeps you going and you just kind of look to yourself and pause everything and go, I get to fucking do this. Like what, what is, what is that, that thought? A, I get to talk about weed all day. Right. And people somewhat give a shit what I have to say most of the time. So like, uh, I am grateful that I have found myself in a position with enough attention in the industry to play chicken little. And I'm okay right. with that. And I yeah. think the other side of that is we're seeing the greatest influx of talent into an industry ever Mm -hmm. full stop because cannabis touches 
such a broad range of stuff. It's a consumer packaged good. It's a pharmaceutical. It's a medicine. It's a nutraceutical. It's a food. It's a retail situation. It's a delivery situation. We are seeing people from more industries with real fucking experience and expertise in a very specific niche Mm -hmm. bring those skills into this industry at an alarmingly good rate. Uh Uh-oh. Can you hear my dogs barking? Yes. Pause. <laughs> Literally. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I definitely, um, I agree. Like there's a lot of things like the Emerge Conference. I mean, I, it was, it was one of the coolest things that I've ever seen. Have, have you, have you been to that one? No, I saw it happening. I just have not had time. I know it's like they're doing the virtual digital event deal and a bunch yeah. of brands. It was, it was interesting because it, it kind of brought it on a, on a level scale, like you saw all aspects of it. It wasn't just the marketing and the business, you know, there was the culture right. side and the art side, there was the music and entertainment things. So that's, but I think a lot of that's, you know, the necessity of the the pandemic and things like that. Um, but, but yeah, definitely like it's, I think it's, it's everybody's that has, that has been waiting for it, you know, inside the industry or that has been doing this stuff, you know, on their own now that they've got permission as it were, like, it's just, you know, let your, you know, let your freak flag fly, just be the fuck out and, you know, do what you want to do. And then, yeah, there are the other industries. Cause I, I had a, a guest on as a pharmacist and he's like, you know, I work at a hospital, but I also work, you know, for, I'm not going to say who, but it's one of the largest ones. And while they do drug tests and they do have policies against it, that having been said, where it be, you know, as soon as it's, it's legalized, they're ready products on the shelf. Right. So it, it's kind of like, you know, we all need to look at it like that. And some of the established businesses, you know, have, have been looking at it like, like they're ready, you know, Crest and Colgate and shit like that are, are, are experimenting with CBD products and stuff. So it's PBR like, just put out a fucking THC seltzer. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah. The drinks are exciting. I'm, I'm really excited for that. There's some like old pals got some interesting stuff that they're doing. Um, Mike Tyson, 3D printed THC drinks. Right. That's different level. Fucking Mike Tyson. Man. Living in 3020, man. Right. Like this is, some, this is some carrots have taken over the universe shit, man. Uh, so, so that, that, that being said, what is something that you want to see in the near future that like you see could have the potential, you know, but, but you want, you know, you want to happen or you want to see happen within the next say five years. Cause everything's kind of blown up. Hmm. Two things. One, I want to see the ability to interstate travel. Even if we mm-hmm. don't get federal legalization, I would like to see something like the States Can't Wait Alliance for Sensible Markets idea, right. where states can sign interstate compacts to route around the federal government so that either way we end up with the ability of like, if I'm flying from legal state to legal state. Like reciprocity. Yeah. Like, why do I have to give that up? Um, right. I, I think a sideline to that is I'd like to see more states incorporate medical programs with gun protections like Florida has. Because uh, uh, especially, you know, the veteran community, most of us like our guns and our weed and our freedom in general. And I, don't, right. I, I think that's been a, a large falsehood that mm-hmm. every state, you know, medical card means no guns. Uh, it's not true. So I'd like right. to see A, that be more prevalent and B, that be true in more states. Uh, and then I think finally, if I had to ask, to see one thing i would like to see a healthy craft market mm-hmm. grown i would like to see the little guys stand up together a little bit more and realize that like uh you know in a vast sh- network of sharks and minnows the minnows can do something together if they really right. put their minds to it right like get back to the collective the cooperative feel that you know that kind of brought the industry i was just talking to somebody about that and and it is it's it's like it is out here because We've got so many license holders and we've got 
some big names, you know, like Cookie's just moved in in, in OKC and they're coming in, you know, like Cureleaf has been here. We've got huge. And like, I would rather, you know, have a thousand allies against a giant than have to fight that giant and worry about my neighbor in my backyard. Like literally, you know, a stone's throw away from where I'm at. There's, there's so many here. Um, so I think that that's because every, everything was so big and it was so grandized and it was so, you know, there's all this pomp and fanfare to push it. And that's great. And it got where it needed to be. But now we have to realize where we came from. And the more we fight with ourselves and the people who can fight, the less, you know, opportunities we're going to have and, and the, the faster, you know, it's burning the candle at both ends type deal. Very much so, yeah. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful. I uh, I enjoyed having you on. And you have a is, – is there anything you want to you add? You got something coming up or you want something – just something you want people to know, you know, going forward? I will be making some announcements about a company coming up in the very near future. Uh, we've got some interesting ideas and it might be a little disruptive to the way people are transplanting into cannabis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have to keep that one on the back burner for a little bit. Uh, nice. but people should be looking out for some interesting changes coming in my world. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely. Thank you for being on. I appreciate everything. I, I always love you know hearing everybody's story regardless. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned to all of the amazing podcasts on the MJ Bull lineup. Um, and once again, guys, thank you for everything. We do this because of you. Tune in, talk up, and thank Chronic Insomnia. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why isn't the endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.